Right, we're going to kick on with the uh, um, Mission Sunday part of it today. So I'm, I would like all of our missions team to come up out the front, please. I would like you to in, introduce you to our missions team this morning so that uh, you know who uh, are helping us to promote the missions uh, ministries that we uh, are partnering together with as a church. Cool. So this is a, a great group of people that we have who are helping us to support the missions. Uh, they're looking at ways of us promoting uh, the missionaries that we can uh, partner together with those various uh, people that we're doing today. Um, the barbecue sausage sizzle today is a, uh, being proudly brought to you by our missions team and our, and our hospitality team. And we've got the fire brigade at the back as well, so that's all good, um, just in case. Um, so, um, Father, we just pray your, your blessing upon this team. Father, that you'd uh, touch them, fill them, overflow them, give them wisdom and insight, give them creative ideas that we can help to see ministries that we partner together with flourish and thrive uh, because of your hand upon them. Father, I pray you bless them in Jesus' name today. Amen. Thanks, guys. Uh, by the way, Ryan is uh, heading up the team, so if you've got any questions or anything like touch any of the, the touch base with any of the team here, but uh, Ryan's the one that's uh, at the coalface uh, just leading the team today and uh, tomorrow and the week after. Cool. So um, without further ado, what I'd like to do is to invite Candy up. Candy, <laughs> who just sat down, so it's all good. Uh, Candy's going to let us know about uh, the school's ministry group, so let's welcome Candy. Gonna start with a short video. Looking back, I had a great time in school. I went to Blackwood High, and it was there that I had the privilege of meeting and being mentored by the chaplain, Sam Thompson. He still has influence on my life today, 22 years later. He was a, more than just a mentor and a, a chaplain. He was a man who really spoke into my life at a key time where you're making big life decisions from a personal and career development point of view. He was a listening ear, a wise voice, a real life coach, at a, like I said, a key stage in my life. And that's why I'm an ambassador for SMG. Have a listen today to hear how students, staff, and even the wider community will be positively impacted by the support provided by Chaplaincy Services. As a school community, uh, we really do highly value that role um, and really feel supported both as a staff by Anne, um, but also the support that she's able to give to children is, is not able to be achieved in any other manner. I think Mary being Mary has been the most <laughs> significant contribution. She's just so positive and the children just all, all adore her. She's just a valued member. Of, of our school and, and the wider community. So, you know, the, the, the strong connection she's built with the local church that has really strengthened the school's relationship with the church and also as far as, you know, um, combining and sharing um, ideas and events like the Pancake Day, um, the Biggest Morning Tea, and that the wider community has sort of like embraced the school. There was uh, three siblings uh, of Vietnamese background and they uh, lost their father suddenly. And I remember that it was a great privilege to be able to go to their traditional wake and represent the school uh, with flowers and a card. 
and they were just so grateful uh, that uh, I was able to come along and that was uh, just a wonderful opportunity to uh, offer that uh, pastoral care as a uh, school chaplain. When the students returned to school, then uh, I was able to be the link uh, between the family and the teachers uh, for the students' uh, well-being. The person who is in the role is really important and the value that they add it reflects very much their, their fundamental beliefs about the, the importance of human connections and that through those human connections that you actually add to and you enrich the lives of everybody that you come in contact with. You can't put a value on those things that Sam brings. Well, uh, personally, Sam has definitely impacted my life in a great way. I think back when I started in Year 8, I was sort of a quiet kid, didn't really talk to anybody, just to my friends from primary school. But Sam just kind of opened that up for me. He brought me to a um, youth group, he runs a youth group, and that was just great. That helped me really come out of my shell, gain a lot of confidence. He helps us find our own, like, our place in this world, I guess. Gives us a sort of a home and a family sort of community that we can just be ourselves in. My family is just me and my mum. He's a single parent. We moved here about 13 years ago. He's improved my home life, I guess, as well. I mean, me and my mum talk more often than we used to. Because Sam leads by example. He has a great family, and I just, like, that's, that's what I want. And, yeah, now I know how to be more like him, I guess. Yeah. Well, that he is probably one of the greatest role models I've ever had. Sounds like some of you are aware of, of Sam. <laughs> he's, um, he's been in the role at Blackwood Primary School for over 30 years. Um, so he's outlasted all the staff. He's the, the one piece of furniture that's still standing. Um, SMG are celebrating 30 years of uh, chaplaincy this year, which is really exciting for us. Um, we have pastoral care workers as they're officially called, but we call them chaplains on the side. Um, we have over uh, 270 chaplains in schools across the state in over 340 schools. So about 65 to 70% of schools across our state, all state schools. So that's an amazing um, breadth of chaplaincy, Christians, known Christians being in their schools supporting the staff, families and students. Um, I just want to give a, a little snapshot of um, last year with COVID and the turmoil that schools went through. Um, chaplains reported that the conversations that they had with staff were really deep. Staff were concerned about family members. Um, you know, they were insanely busy and a lot of staff ask the questions, ask the deep questions like, how do you get through times like this? And that's when they were able to speak about Jesus and say, he is the reason for my hope. So uh, that's just a quick snapshot. Um, we are so privileged in our church to have two amazing pastoral care workers. So we have number one, Emily Morgan, who is at Uradla Primary School. And she does a fantastic job of connecting with students, um, connecting them to resources, running programs to help with 
things like friendships and bullying and just different things like that. She supports the staff at her school in an amazing way and she's been there for nearly 12 months. Have you had your review yet? Not yet. <laughs> I used to be Emily's manager but I'm not anymore. So, um, so we're really thankful to have Emily um, representing the wider Christian community in that school. We also have the amazing Elle. We all know Elle. Um, Elle is at the Strathalbyn R26 school, which is a really large school. There's 500 plus kids there, uh, plus staff members. Uh, so she has a really big job of connecting with all those people. Um, she's a beautiful example of Jesus um, in her school community. She's not yet been there 12 months. Uh, coming up next term, I think. Term two, yep. Um, so it's been a roller coaster. Try, you know, get, trying to just build connections with people. But she's doing an amazing job, and her school absolutely love her. She just brings this beautiful joy and vibrancy into her school community, while meeting practical needs as well. So these guys um, need your prayers first and foremost. It's a really tough job. Uh, they can be confronted with all sorts of um, horrible things that families and kids are going through and staff. So your prayers, but also any way you can support practically, um, have a chat to them, see what the needs are in their school. Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but just really wanted to give you a snapshot today of what um, SMG do and what our chaplains do. And we'll go into further depth on that another day. So thank you all. So good to hear what God's doing in the, in the schools, isn't it? And uh, to know that we're a part of that, really do appreciate that. Um, one of the ministries that I want to, uh, us as a church to support as a part of our missions endeavour is Pastor Steve and Sally McCracken uh, from David McCracken Ministries. We've been on an incredible journey with Steve and Sally for 10 years plus. They are an incredible couple to us personally, but to this church as well. There have been many times where major decisions have been made with their prophetic insight as we've moved forward as a church. We rely heavily on them to, uh, to, to navigate those things as well. They're incredibly wise. Uh, they're both accomplished authors now, Sally having released a book towards the end of last year. Uh, just uh, would encourage you to get a hold of any of their books. They are really, really encouraging. And the great thing is that Steve and Sally will be here the first uh, Sunday of March. Um, so unfortunately, they're coming from Victoria, but you know, we'll overlook that um, and just uh, know that they represent the kingdom of God and have a great prophetic voice into everything that they do. So uh, I just want to let them now in uh, introduce themselves and uh, give you a snapshot of who they are. So thanks. Good morning, Infused Church. Steve and Sally McCracken here. Well, what a joy to be with you on the screen today. And uh, we want to just start by honouring Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. We've had the privilege of knowing them for over 10 years now. And it's such a joy to uh, walk with such faithful people who love the body of Christ. Actually, as a church, Infused Church, I first came in 2011. That's 10 years ago. And so it's been a long journey and it's been a great journey. And we've got many many more years to come. So thanks for inviting us into your world and on the journey with you. 
So for those of you who don't know us, um, Steve and I have been married for 26 years and we've been in ministry, various areas of ministry for all of our married life. Mm -hmm. We have two adult daughters and we live in Melbourne, which is the best state, sorry, LA. <laughs> Uh, and we are a part of DMM, which is David McCracken Ministries, which is David and Margaret McCracken, which is Steve's parents and ourselves. And we just love being a part of the ministry mm -hmm. and going out to different churches and people and proclaiming the kingdom of God wherever we go. Absolutely. David McCracken Ministries, a little bit more about what we do. Our passion really is to see the church empowered. We, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church, amen? Uh, a, a bride without spot or wrinkle, but one that is triumphant. Not one that is limping across the line until the end, but one that actually sees transformed society, transformed lives. And So our passion is the church to be empowered, to become like Jesus Christ in character and in spiritual authority. And all of this happens through intimacy. Our passion is walking with God. And it's also to empower other people to walk with God and to hear God's voice. And so, as Sally said, we're a prophetic ministry. And simply put, that, that just means that we hear for God for people. It's nothing ooky and spooky and weird. It's actually just hearing from God for people, passing it on and strengthening, encouraging, and comforting them. So on a day-to-day -day and a week-to-week -week basis, we just uh, we have a lot of time with God, a lot of time in His Word. And from that place of intimacy, God speaks to us for churches, for pastors, for leaders. It's about a now word. And you know, I've many times recalled Pastor Gary and bubbled over and shared what I felt. And there's for you as a church, I've shared what I've felt, and, and many times it's a word in season. It's a now word from God, and we have the privilege of doing that and catching up with different pastors and leaders, not only on ministry trips, but during the week in person on Zoom calls, strengthening pastors, strengthening leaders, because as you are well aware, a healthy pastor equals a healthy church, and so that's part of our privilege to walk with people and to strengthen them. We also do a lot of things like writing daily devotion, that's something I do, um, writing books and resources and video blogs on social media platforms. There's lots of expressions, but it all comes down to prophetic ministry. And one other thing that we have the privilege of doing is we have the privilege of now um, running the organization of David McCracken Ministries and the family of ministries. That's four other couples uh, apart from Dad and Mum and Sally and myself, who they align their ministries with David McCracken Ministries, come under Dad's apostolic covering. And so the connection of that relationship and the building of that is now our responsibility too. So yeah, we keep ourselves busy, don't we? Absolutely. And we just really want to thank you, Pastor Gary and Jane yes. and Infused Church for your support of us for your financial support, which allows us to do all the things Steve's been talking about and just really release us to spend that time with Father and hear from God for people, but also for your prayer support. Mm. And that's something that you as individuals can really do for us, pray for us um, individually as a couple, as a team at David McCracken Ministries, but also pray for those practical things, for peace and yes. protection and support and for God to really open the doors for us to speak where he wants us to speak. So we just want to really thank you for mm. that and honour mm. you. Um, and we just pray that you're really encouraged and blessed. Amen, amen, amen. What a great thing on prayer. Uh, we sometimes undervalue prayer, don't we? But totally. prayer is what makes a difference. Your prayers for us 
are so appreciated. And we pray for you. In fact, we are looking forward to seeing you in person March 6 and 7. Woohoo, that's not far away now. So keep on praying that the borders remain open, people. We want to get out of Victoria, please. We want to come and visit you. And I tell you right now in advance, I promise you that Sally and I will seek the Lord. We will wait on the Lord. We will spend time in his word. And we will both hear from God. And we will come on the Saturday and Sunday. And we will encourage you, strengthen you. See, hey, prepare your hearts. The Bible says that we have not because we ask not. It talks about receiving what we expect. And so we can only give as well as you receive. So come on, stir yourself up in your most holy faith. Lean and press into God. And together, we're going to hear God. We're going to encounter God. And we're going to have a great time. So once again, just wrapping it up, we say we love you guys. Thanks again for partnering with us and giving us the privilege of walking with you. Pastor Gary, Pastor Jane, we love you guys. We look forward to seeing you and Infused Church, all of you, on March 6 and 7. God bless you guys. Bless you guys. Great couple, great couple, and we really appreciate their speaking into our world and, uh, and doing what they do. They, they operate by faith. They don't receive a wage or a salary. Uh, they do everything that they do by faith uh, through um, David McCracken Ministry, so really appreciated that. Right now, it's uh, my privilege to invite Joe. Joe is going to talk to us about uh, Bridges for Peace. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Okay. So, Bridges for Peace. Bridges for Peace is Christians supporting Israel and um, building bridges between Christians and Jews in Israel and all over the world. So, July 2018, I packed up my things, packed my suitcase and went over to Israel to volunteer for them for a whole year. And it was amazing. So, what Bridges do, they've been in Israel for about 53 years. Keeping in mind, Israel itself as a modern nation is only 72 years. So, we've got a very good history and long established ties with them. Um, you'll see someone in the street mention bridges. Chances are they've heard of them or have been helped by them. So the people we help, we've got a food bank which feeds 22,000 people a month. Um, we help people make aliyah, which is immigration to Israel. Um, Jewish people deciding to make Israel their home. We help them set up their house, um, give them support, sponsor kids at school, that sort of thing. Um, in Israel, the poverty rate is quite high because there's a high cost of living and people are coming with basically nothing, just two suitcases, have to find a new job, have to learn a new language. Um, so the poverty rate is 30%. Um, in Jerusalem, it's up as high as 50 and with COVID, it's, I'm not sure, it's probably quite a bit worse. But the jobs I did, I was in publications department um, so I helped put out the news daily because um, what you hear on our news is not what happens over there. Um, and besides, besides that, um, we also shared good stories about all the amazing technology, different things that God is doing in Israel. Um, so we had that and we got the uh, Dispatch magazine, which comes out every two months. I have some articles in these. And we've also got a teaching letter, which just shares a bit of Jewish background, Jewish roots, 
to, to various aspects about the Christian faith, just to give that deeper understanding, which is um, when I preached about the Shema a couple of weeks ago. Um, when I learned about that was from one of these and I was editing the thing and just weeping as I was reading it because the story was just so beautiful. So I have a few bits and pieces. If you're interested, I've got a few different copies. We have calendar as well. Um, so that's the sort of things that I was doing, working in the head office, just sharing the news around. We have offices in England, in Russia, Japan... About 80% of the churches in Japan support Bridges for Peace. It is amazing. Um, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. So Canada, we're all around the place. We've got um, South America as well. Um, So it's just amazing the reach they have. Um, One of the things that we also do, one of our programs, is um, supporting victims of war and terror. And... um, we were able to provide some bomb shelters for people in Israel. If we can put up the other picture, please. Israel is a very small nation. It is one-third the size of Tasmania. And it is surrounded by nations who basically want it destroyed. So, um, up the, um, we've got here the range of the missiles that can reach from Gaza... They'll quite often shoot missiles into Israel. And um, that's the time differences, that the time you've got to run for cover. So most Israelis probably see the threat of missiles. We think, oh, that's, you know, very, very scary. Most Israelis probably think of it the same way we think of as bushfires. It's there, you know, it might happen sometime until it actually does happen like last week and we've got ash falling in our yards, right? Um, except for closer where it is a bit more dangerous. So what happens um, when the missiles are detected by the radar? They've got the what's called the Iron Dome, which detects the missiles and then shoots its own missiles over to destroy them before they hit anything. Right up the very top of Israel in the white cream-coloured bit is Mount Hermon. In the ski resort there. While my um, group was having an excursion at Mount Hermon, waiting in the crush of people to go up the ski lift, they don't do lines in Israel, it's just this mass of people going up, I heard this almighty whoosh like a jet engine take off and these two rockets streak across the sky right over our heads. Like it was only about 50 metres away that it came right over our heads Immediately I knew it was the Iron Dome. But then it took me a few seconds to work out, okay, if that's the Iron Dome going across over our heads, that means the missile is heading towards us. Do we run? Where are the bomb shelters? Um, no, no one seems worried. Okay, um, it's all good. We'll just stay where we are. And then about, you know, the missiles went off in the distance and 20 seconds later, boom, as the missile coming towards us is destroyed. So, that was, you would think it would be scary, but it actually wasn't. It's bizarre. So, in Jerusalem, which is about in the middle of the green there, um, they have a minute and a half to run for shelter. Down near the Gaza border, near the brown and the red, they have 
15 seconds. You might be having tea, you might be in the shower, you might be asleep. And when that siren goes, you've got 15 seconds to get into your safe room. What can you do in 15 seconds? It's, it's crazy. Um, so I actually met a few people down there, lady who was a um, social worker and dealing with the kids who had trauma from this there. So we've been able to provide bomb shelters for people. Ours went up, up the top, up north, um, from the missiles that were coming from Lebanon and Hezbollah. And the video I want to show you is um, a little bit about that. But why I picked that one is because of the reaction of the rabbi they interview. And I love the look on his face when he says that, when he's talking about how Christians supported Jews in giving them bomb shelters. There's a lot of um, distrust, hurt between Christians and Jews because of the... Um, Long, long history of things that have happened. And so when the Jews hear that Christians, we love Israel, we love Jews, we want to help you, it is just amazing to see their face. So um, that's the video I want to show you and it's just, well, watch it and, and you'll see. Sometimes I'm asked how we use the funds we receive for victims of war. And of course, at Bridges for Peace, what we are trying to do is to show God's love and compassion to the people of Israel. And who needs love and compassion more than those who have been wounded or have lost a family member to war or terrorism? One of the things we do is to provide camp for children who have lost someone in their family to terrorism. But another thing we do is we put bomb shelters in at-risk communities. And these bomb shelters literally save lives, ensuring that there will be less victims of war. One of our friends is uh, Rabbi Shmuel Bowman from Operation Life Shield, and today I had an interview with him. Please listen to what he has to say. Thanks, Becky. It's great to be here. Operation Life Shield, first and foremost, is a grassroots organization. It was founded in 2006 during the height of the Second Lebanon War. And what happened was, is that we realized, and the Army realized, and the Home Front Command realized, that the kind of shelters that we had in Northern Israel, that wasn't gonna work anymore. We needed shelters uh, that people could literally run to, they could drop whatever they were doing. They could, be in, they could be at the running track, they could be dropping their children off to a kindergarten, and they could literally go quickly to an accessible above ground shelter and then be there for really just a few minutes, let the danger pass and then get on with their lives. Let's save lives, let's protect lives, let's bring people comfort and that's how it all started. And as a result, since 2006, we've been really had the opportunity, the privilege of placing hundreds of shelters, which translates into protecting thousands and thousands of lives in both Northern Israel and in Southern Israel. Well, it's been part of our privilege to also have been able to purchase a few of those shelters to be placed in vulnerable places. So uh, we're really thankful that you give us the opportunity to partner with you. So, you know, when we first started Operation Life Shield, I, I, I really didn't expect that help would be coming from our Christian brothers and sisters. Um, and wow, all this, you know, really from within almost the first 
couple of days of starting and founding the organization, that really the knock on the door came. We realized that we had real allies with our Christian brothers and sisters. But something amazing happens when a child comes out of that bomb shelter and looks at the sign on the wall to see who, where did the shelter come from? And they see that it came from an organization of, of Christians. And they realize very quickly that we are literally in a time in history that they've never been in before. May we continue to build that bridge and make it strong and invite as many people as possible to walk on this bridge with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. When you show the love of God, the love of Jesus through actions, it is so powerful. Um, the bomb shelters, they really, really do actually save lives. Down south, even in the playgrounds, some of the play equipment, they've got these little tunnels that the kids can run through, but they also double as the bomb shelters. That's how just pervasive it is. During the 11 months that I was there, over 1,700 rockets were filed, fired into Israel. These things that we do really, really do make a difference, really save lives and really do show the love of Jesus. So I'm really excited that the church is partnering with we're going to make such a difference. You guys are going to be so changed as well by what you hear and learn from... Um, the Jewish roots as well. So I'm excited for this journey together. Thank you, Pastor Gary. So good to see what God's doing, eh? We're going to uh, hear from um, Ryan now. So let's welcome Ryan as he talks to us about the Haggai Institute. Thanks, Ryan. Good morning again, everybody. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about uh, the Haggai Institute. Uh, this was started uh, over 50 years ago by uh, Dr. John Edmund Haggai. Um, he had the vision and, well, the inspiration and the idea of uh, being a missionary and or how to change uh, missions. Uh, it was, in retrospect, I think all ideas seem simple because uh, his idea was to actually have local missionaries uh, in those countries uh, talking about Jesus instead of having a Westerner coming into, uh, uh, you know, Asia or Africa or South America or wherever and um, uh, preaching uh, the gospel. So uh, his, main, uh, his main goal was to end gospel poverty through this. Uh, his, uh, the vision for, for Haggai is every nation redeemed and transformed through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And their mission statement is to equip and inspire strategically positioned leaders to more effectively demonstrate, present the gospel of Jesus Christ and to prepare others to do the same. So as I said earlier, it's having boots on the ground. So it, it is training Saudi Arabian citizens to evangelize. Uh, it is about training Chinese citizens to evangelize. It is about training 
Brazilians or Sri Lankans like myself to evangelize to our own communities. Instead of, instead of having um, a Westerner come in and talk, and it's, it's not as e easy for them. So I'll take you through uh, uh, how, how, they, how they do this. Uh, the model is, so as I said, to strategically position in influential leaders uh, who are selected to uh, attend a Haggai leadership experience. Now, uh, regional representatives in each area, for example, I was chosen out of our representative out of India, uh, and uh, you're, you know, between the ages of 30 and 50, that's showing my age. Uh, and 75% of, of all who are chosen are in the marketplace. So they're, you know, bankers, lawyers, uh, general managers, CEOs, or, or whatever. And the rest of the 25% are in, in, in churches, are clergymen. So, and it's, it's interdenominational. We, we, we've, uh, in, in my batch, we had, um, we had um, uh, a Greek Orthodox uh, uh, priest. We had an Indian Orthodox priest, uh, we had Catholic priests, we had, and we had uh, charismatic uh, 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 people as well. So then the leaders are immersed in a life-changing experience. So uh, just going through what, we were, uh, what I went through, um, uh, everybody said, uh, when I tell the story that uh, I went to Maui for almost four weeks in this, uh, for this training, uh, believe me, I, I I went to the beach once during those four four weeks. It's full on from morning to night, and uh, you get trained in e almost well in every aspect of uh, e evangelism, right? So um, so once once you get trained, you uh, go back to your own country, and and the expectation is that you also then train others in your country. So it's uh, kind of a like guerrilla marketing, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you train others in your own country, and then those also train others. So it, it's, it's an awesome model uh, th uh, that uh, Haggai has. And next. And, and it doesn't end there. Uh, uh, it's, there's continued training uh, right throughout the years for, for the leaders. And uh, even now, there's things like Haggai, Haggai Connect, where you log on and get all the resources that you need. Um, over the years, uh, next one. Over the years, uh, Haggai has equipped over 123,000 leaders. This and this is uh, from last year. So I remember when I went there so many years ago, we were trying to get it, get to 100,000. So that was what eight nine years ago now. Uh, so they've gone past that. And it's an amazing, amazing organization. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm see very, very happy that uh, we can partner with them and, and uh, help them reach uh, the ends of the earth with the gospel. Can, and we've got a video now. The mission in front of us is an uphill challenge, and yet it is the greatest privilege of our lives. Think about it, 7.6 billion people on the planet, 6,300 different languages spoken, and more than 2 billion people have never even heard the gospel. In the world we face, there is truly gospel poverty. We are the leaders of Haggai International, and there are over 120,000 of us. 
we were selected, equipped, and are now multiplying this movement all over the globe. We already live and work in the nations that have the greatest gospel poverty. We don't need a passport. We don't need a visa. We are here, culturally aware, locally engaged, and strategically positioned. We are doctors, lawyers, teachers, CEOs. We are pastors and church planters, and we have a mission of ending gospel poverty wherever people lack the opportunity to hear and respond to Jesus. We are more driven than ever, and while we present Jesus, we are also fighting for justice in areas like hunger, human trafficking, education, and more. Over the last 50 years, we have equipped more than 120,000 leaders. Our vision is to equip more of us, and the time is now. We want to equip one million more leaders in the next 10 years. The mission is too big and the task is too great not to do whatever it takes to reach those who are living in the greatest poverty of all. We are the leaders of Haggai International serving in 189 different nations and our purpose is simple, to demonstrate and present the gospel through how we serve our people and how we speak the gospel. We are seeing souls saved, lives transformed, and nations redeemed. Will you join this global movement and help end gospel poverty? So, so excited to uh, partner with them and, and give back and uh, contribute to them. I'm also excited for uh, the, all four of the presentations that we made today, uh, SMG, uh, Pastor Steve McCracken, and Bridges for Peace, and of course, Haggai. Uh, these are just four of uh, uh, the missions that we've undertaken to support this year, and uh, we can't support them without your help. Uh, in the last, uh, on the last mission Sunday, we, uh, Pastor Gary mentioned that uh, we would like uh, it if, you know, at least 25 families pledge at $20 a month. That would uh, help us reach our target of around $6,000 uh, at the end of the year. But hey, let's not stop there, right? And uh, so that's why we're having um, a sausage, sausage sizzle today. Pastor Gary says he's got $50 sausages there as well. I think the same ones Dean had a couple of weeks ago for the youth once. He's got some left over. Uh, but, uh, Naomi has uh, a pledge card that uh, we've put together. Well, when I say we've put together, Sarah, my daughter, helped me. I was trying to do this on uh, PowerPoint, and she's like, uh, nah, Canva is the way, apparently. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's, it's, in, it's in two parts. It's just show, it's a reminder. It can be a bookmark. It can be a, you can put it on your fridge. You can put it in your car, wherever you want. Uh, and it, it just says, my monthly missions pledge is and you write your amount there, uh, and that the top part is for you, so you, you keep that with yourself, put it in your Bible, if you like, and the bottom part, detach that, we've got scissors available as well, please be careful with them, uh, and you, you write your name if you want to, there's no compu compulsion uh, uh, to write your name, but if you uh, say, you know, uh, we, for example, the Haunter family, pledge to give X amount of dollars, Monthly to, and I'll read what it says, monthly towards the missions uh, ministry of Infused Church. And, and just indicate uh, missions on your preferred method of giving. 
so that it can be allocated uh, to the correct account. So if you're giving in, it in an envelope or online or whatever, same account, just same missions. Uh, and there's a uh, there's note at the bottom of it also. It says this pledge is between you and God. No one will contact you to request any monies committed to, committed by pledge. It is a helpful way for us as a church to see how much we can expect to receive for missions, and also for you to prayerfully and intentionally sup, uh, support missions monthly. So keep these missions in your prayers, and uh, look forward to having uh, well not a shrimp on the barbie, but a snag on the barbie. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Just as the musos come back up, uh, if uh, they're coming up, that's good. Uh, subtle hint. Um, let's just pray. Let's just stand for a moment and pray for our missions uh, as we, we move forward. This is just the start of what we want to do. We believe that it's going to start to grow and increase from here as we uh, gain the ability to have faith in God that uh, whatever we pledge, God will bring back to us so that we can give more. I, I really do believe that God is a generous God. He's an abundant God. And we can believe for him to do that. So, Father, we just thank you uh, for uh, Schools Ministry Group. We thank you for Steve and Sally McCracken through David McCracken Ministries. We thank you for Bridges for Peace and also the Haggai Institute as well. And we ask you to put it on our heart, to speak to us personally about what we can pledge per month to be able to give into these missions endeavors to see them thrive and grow and have great influence wherever they are. Father, we thank you that we can do this locally, we can do this in a statewide way, we can do this nationally, and we can do this internationally. Because your word says to us that we will be witnesses, we'll have power to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And we believe that uh, to start here, that the epicenter of, uh, of giving starts to increase in Infused Church today. And we start to see some amazing people encouraged in what they're doing, in whatever community that they find themselves in. Father, speak to your people today. Encourage them in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said...